welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Mahano, and in this episode, I will be doing a recap of all the NFL action from yesterday. I will start with the Falcons as they got the win over the Broncos, 34-27. The Broncos are 3-5 and five and in third place in the AFC West, while the Falcons are 3-6 and six and in third place in the NFC South. This was a game where the Falcons basically outmatched the Broncos as far as their offense was just the best part of this game as they were able to rack up 34 points. So they were able to get the win. This game for playoff implications isn't going to weigh a whole lot as far as both teams are a couple games under 500 or as the Broncos are, and then the Falcons actually are three games under 500. So their seasons aren't done yet as far as playoff hopes because there's an expanded playoffs with the COVID season as there has been uh, within the MLB. As we talk about a different game as far as there was a 60-game season and they had more teams make the playoffs because of COVID. Now they're going to be more teams making the playoffs because of it in the NFL and that will definitely help some teams as far as staying in it. But also realism comes into play here as far as do these teams, although they're very, very talented, every team in the NFL is very talented. That's why they're an NFL team, but do they realistically, I mean, they do because they're an NFL team, but do, do people all around like realistically think that they're going to be in the playoffs and like a playoff caliber team? So that is how that goes. And then as far as some statistics individually for both teams, for players, Drew Locke had 313 yards passing, and Jerry Judy had 125 yards receiving. And then uh, Old Mid-Zacchaeus for the Falcons had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Those are just some key players. There's a whole bunch of other players who had an impact on the game and played. But uh, just give you a few key uh, standout players from that game. And then the next game, the Bills defeated the Seahawks 44-34. to The Seahawks are 6-2 and at first place in the NFC West, while the Bills are 7-2 and and at first place in the AFC East. The Bills were able to dominate Seattle as far as their offense was able to rack up 44 points, and that has definitely been an area of weakness for the Seattle Seahawks. Their defense is not very good. I mean, their offense is very good, but their defense is just not very good right now, and it needs to get better as far as looking ahead into the playoffs because they're going to be in the playoffs unless they, like, collapse, which I don't think that will happen. I mean, nobody thinks it will happen. They're Seattle. They're one of the best teams in the league. But it'll need to get better as far as a defensive standpoint. And they did acquire Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals before the trade deadline, so that'll help them. But they just need to get better in that area. But they shouldn't need to worry about the offense again. They have an MVP candidate in Russell Wilson, who is really good, but he's got to kind of cut back on the interceptions. I mean, he's got... a Fairly big interception total, considering we're 
about midway into the season. So he's been very good, and he is always very good. But Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes might have something to say about that too, and there's still a lot of season left as far as determining that. That's a ways off as far as that goes, but I did just want to bring that up. And the Bills, I mean, some of their impact categories for stats in the game, they were able to get good performances out of Josh Allen, their quarterback. I mean, he threw for over 400 yards and had three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a great game. And then Stephon Diggs, the receiving game, had over 100 yards for them. And then Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things. As far as that goes, he had 390 yards passing, two touchdowns, and then he did have the two interceptions. And then DK Metcalf had 108 yards receiving. So those are just some notable statistics for that game. And then moving on to the next game, the Ravens defeated the Colts, and they won by a score of 24-10. to 10. The Ravens are 6-2 and two and second place in the AFC North, while the Colts are 5-3 and three and second in the AFC South. This game, the Colts started off very well, but it's one of those sayings, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and the, Falcon, or the uh, Ravens rather were able to finish uh, very well and get the job done in that game. And the Ravens continue to be one of the best teams in the AFC North while the Colts are pretty solid in the AFC South, too, at a, at a pretty good record there. And some stats as far as some notable players in this game. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson had not a Lamar Jackson-type game. He only threw for 170 yards, and I think that was in large part due to the really good Colts defense. And then... Uh, Lamar Jackson also was able to rush for 58 yards, too. And then on the flip side for the Colts, Phillip Rivers had 227 yards passing, and then everybody else had some good contributions, but they were not significant as far as, like, over 100 yards or anything like that. So that was how that game went. And then in the next game, the Texans defeated the Jaguars 27-25. to Texans two and six, Jaguars one and seven, both within the AFC South, and the Texans did very well on offense. They were able to spread the ball around and get it to their playmakers, and that. And I mean the Texans. I mean you look at their receivers. They got Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb. I mean, they have receivers. Like, they're really good receivers. It's just their defense is not very good, and they already went through a coaching change, so they've been struggling on the year, although they were able to get a nice win yesterday. And I believe J.J. Watt got a 100th career sack, so that was noteworthy for him. Good for J.J. He's one of the good guys in the NFL as far as just a really good human being in that and just a classy, humble guy. So he's one of the many in the NFL that just is – outstanding and he was a former badger too so i'm a Wisconsin sports fan always so that i remember him from his badger days so that's how that game went and then the chiefs defeated the panthers 33 to 31 the panthers in this one were giving the chiefs a ball game but the chiefs were able to get it done 
and uh, Chiefs are eight and one in the AFC West, and Panthers three and six in the NFC South. So some key performers from that game, as far as that goes, the Panthers Bridgewater threw for over three hundred yards. Curtis Samuel had over hundred yards receiving. And then Mahomes had 372 yards, four touchdowns, another Patrick Mahomes-like game. Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends, if not the best in the game, had 159 yards receiving and 113 yards receiving for Tyree Kill. So those are notable performers in that one. And then in the Texans game, going back to that one, touching on the notable performers, Will Fuller, who was a part of Trade Talk, this past trade deadline had 100 yards receiving. He stayed with the Texans as far as that goes from the trades. And then uh, Deshaun Watson had 280 yard, 81 yards passing. Jake Luden had over 300 yards passing. He uh, went in for Gardner Minshew. He had a good day. And then DJ Shark had over 100 yards receiving. So those are notable for performers in that area. And then in the Detroit... Minnesota game, the Vikings were able to get the job done as they won 34 to 20. Vikings three and five, Lions three and five, both in the NFC North. There, as far as notable performers, there, the Lions Stafford had 211 yards passing, and then for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook again ran all over another defense. He had over 200 yards rushing. So that was good, and he had a couple scores, too, for the Vikings. So that was how that game went. And then the Titans defeated the Bears 24-17. to The Titans are 6-2, first in the AFC South, while the Bears are 5-4 and four at second in the NFC North. The Bears continued their struggles offensively and really struggled in that area. And then the Titans got good performances out of uh, – Ryan Tannehill had a pretty decent day, and then A.J. Brown, their receiver, had a really good day. And then for the Bears, they just kind of had a so-so day overall. I mean, for them, offensively, they were kind of struggling to move the ball. And uh, Nick Foles, although Nick Foles had 335 yards passing and two touchdowns, so he had a pretty good day overall, actually. But uh, they had another loss to the Bears, as I believe that's their second straight loss after they lost uh, the week before against the Saints. And then the next game, the Giants defeated the Washington football team 23-20. to Giants 2-7, and Washington football team has a record at this point. The Washington football team is 2-6, and six, and the Football team from Washington is second in the NFC East, and the Giants are fourth in the NFC East. And the Washington football team had a tough injury to their quarterback, Kyle Allen, so then Alex Smith had to come in the game. And then this one was just a struggle for uh, the Washington football team as they had to – kind of switched things over to Alex Smith, and he had 335 yards passing, so he had a good day. And then they had McLaurin and Sims, who had over 100 yards each in the receiving game. And then for the Giants, 
they just kind of had a balanced attack and they were able to get it done offensively. And then their defense was okay too. And then the Raiders defeated the Chargers and they won by a score of 31 to 26. The Raiders are five and three. The Chargers are two and six. The Raiders AFC West and the Chargers are also in the AFC West. The Raiders are second and the Chargers are fourth. So the Raiders were able to get it done, although the Chargers were a part of another tough loss, another close loss at the end. They've been in every game pretty much all year. They just had some tough losses, although on the bright side for them, they do have Justin Herbert as quarterback, so that's good for them. And then I do want to wrap up this episode of Big A Sports Show, another episode after this short audio break, so stay tuned for that as I wrap up the recap of yesterday's action within the NFL. So after this short audio break, that will be coming right up. So stay tuned for that. Thank you. Moving ahead and wrapping up another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. And in this episode, in the first segment, I went through the first a uh, good portion of the NFL action, recapping it from yesterday. And in this final portion, I will wrap up that NFL action and uh, give my thoughts there as well. So the Chargers, as I mentioned, lost to the Raiders, as I mentioned at the last portion of the last segment of my podcast and some individual stats. As far as that goes, I do want to wrap up as far as that game goes, but I do want to give a few uh, key stats from the game before I move on. Justin Herbert had over 300 yards passing for the chargers as he continues his really good rookie season for them. And then Keenan Allen had over hundred yards receiving and then for the Raiders, they just had an all-around balanced effort and were able to get the job done. And uh, there was a close call at the end as far as the Chargers. It looked like they may have uh, had a game-winning touchdown, but uh, it was called back on review as the uh, wide receiver wasn't able to complete the process of the catch and get everything that you need uh, to get done as far as qualifying a catch as far as the getting the two feet down, possessing the ball all the way to the ground. Unfortunately for them, they, were, they weren't they were able to, to uh, get the win. But like I mentioned uh, a little while ago in the last segment of my podcast, the Chargers, you have to give them credit. They're a team that isn't very good record-wise, but they're in pretty much every game that they play, and that's really good and definitely something, uh, one of the many things that Anthony Lynn, who's a, Pretty solid coach. Uh, I know it doesn't show record-wise this year, but he's showed flashes uh, within the past seasons with the Chargers as far as a few years ago. They were in the AFC title game, uh, and they were able to uh, do very well, although they lost to the Patriots. But they were able to uh, get in the AFC title game and uh, do very well that season for the most part as far as do some good things, although they didn't get where they wanted to as far as the Super Bowl and, and everything, like any team, you know, who wants to get the Super Bowl, that's the ultimate goal, but you have to give them credit for that. And Anthony Lynn's done a nice job as far as uh, coach for the Chargers and 
definitely uh, running a pretty good system as far as there's going to be ups and downs, but they're they're sticking with it and uh, they're doing their best, like like any team within the uh, NFL. Although it might not always show record wise, they're still doing as much as they can to try and perform the way they want to. So in the next game, uh, the Dolphins defeated the Cardinals, and the Dolphins are now five and three, second in the AFC East, and the Cardinals are five and three, second in the NFC West. So the Dolphins got a win, and uh, it was kind of a little bit of a shocking win. I mean, most people, myself included, foresaw this game to be really entertaining and intriguing because of the quarterback matchup between the rookie Tua Tagovailoa and Kyler Murray for the um, Cardinals, who's now in the league for a few years now. But uh, it's definitely a, a good quarterback matchup. But uh, the Dolphins were able to do a nice job and uh, get the job done. And they're 5-3. and three. They're second in the AFC East behind the Bills. And you have to give, and I want to give a little bit of, uh, credit to Brian Flores, their head coach. He's done a nice job. It's a classic situation where a team a few years back needs a coach because they're struggling. So the coach gets hired, and then he's coaching the team. And first few years are a little bit of a struggle because he's still trying to implement the things he wants to do into the football team that he's coaching. But you reap the benefits of the team going through those struggles, but now they're really doing well and really uh, showing some good things. As Tua Tagovailoa had a pretty solid day. He had 248 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And everybody else for them was solid in their efforts. It was more balanced as far as that goes everywhere else. And then Kyler Murray had 283 yards passing for the Cardinals and three touchdowns and then over a hundred yards rushing in the uh, running game. And then Christian Kirk over a hundred yards receiving and a touchdown. So this one was one where late in the game, the Cardinals kicker Zane Gonzalez missed a potential game tying field goal. And that was where the game basically ended because then the, Dolphins got the ball and they were able to run the clock out and uh, able to uh, get the win. And uh, that was good for them. And they had a situation where it was, hey, either team runs off the clock or we call our three timeouts if we have our three timeouts left and then we get the ball back. But that was not the case as the Cardinals were able to, uh, or rather the Dolphins were able to get the win and uh, improve their record. So uh, that was a good game. And uh, the next game, the Steelers defeated the Cowboys 24-19. to The Steelers are still the only unbeaten team in the NFL at 8-0, first in the AFC North, while the Cowboys are 2-7 and at third in the NFC East. And this one was a game where the Cowboys gave the Steelers a battle. They, they really did. They didn't get blown out. I mean, I was um, among the people that kind of thought that the Steelers would really show their dominance in this game. And yeah, they were 
in some areas during some instances of the, of the game really good, but uh, they they really kind of struggled a little bit against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, too, this is with the Cowboys, I believe, third or fourth string quarterback as far as they had Dak Prescott, who unfortunately got hurt, and then Andy Dalton, I think, got COVID or he has an injury. And then they're down to their th- – I think now it's their four-string quarterback because they had Ben DiNucci who uh, started and struggled for them. So they were starting Garrett Gilbert, who had a so-so game. He had 243 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. But he kept them in the game. I mean, that's really all all you can ask for for him. I mean, obviously he wants to play better, but he he's kept them in the game. I mean, they're a really struggling NFC team and it's not like he played really bad and it was a blowout you have to give him some credit for that for keeping him in the game although they didn't win and then big ben roethlisberger had over 300 yards passing three touchdowns no interceptions juju smith schuster had 93 yards receiving and a touchdown so the steelers did a nice job getting the win and uh then moving on to the last game of sunday's action the Saints defeated the Buccaneers 38-3 to on Sunday Night Football. And this one was kind of a shocker as far as... It wasn't as much of a shocker as far as the Saints winning, but the blowout that it was. Like, a lot of people, myself included, foresaw a close game between two really solid NFC South teams. But uh, the Saints did a nice job defensively giving Tom Brady one of his... Tough games, as far as he doesn't have a lot of tough games overall in his career from a statistical standpoint. He's one of the best in the game and to ever do it. But he had only 209 yards passing and three interceptions, no touchdowns. And then the Saints, Drew Brees, 222 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And then a balanced effort everywhere else for their players as far as that goes. And then the Saints are six and two and first in the NFC South, while the Buccaneers are six and three and second in the NFC South. And the Saints have won both games against the Buccaneers. So, in order for the Buccaneers to win the division, they will have to have a better record than the Saints. Otherwise, the Saints either have to have the same record as the Buccaneers and win the tiebreaker through head to head, or have a better record than the Buccaneers and win the Saints and win the division outright. And then the other team will have to battle for a wild card spot, which both teams should get in the playoffs, I would imagine. So that was how that went. And uh, that's kind of a recap from all of yesterday's Sunday action within the NFL. And that'll about do it, though, for another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. I hope that you've enjoyed all my previous episodes. If you've missed any, it's Big A Sports Show, anywhere you get your podcast. Listen back. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Big A Sports Show and all my future episodes. I'm always trying to get as many consistent listeners as possible. The listening support so far has been great. I hope it continues. And I look for others who aren't listening to climb aboard and start listening and become consistent listeners. And if you want to spread the word about my show, you can spread the word about my show. I'm always looking, like I said, for as many consistent listeners as possible. And if you want to subscribe to the show too, you can subscribe, then you get alerts. Otherwise, uh, if you're doing it the way that you want to do it and continue to do it that way, that's fine. Go ahead. And 
yeah, that'll about do it though. And it has been a great pleasure as always talking Wisconsin sports and national sports with you all. And I look forward all to continue with more and more episodes. And I hope that you like what I'm producing for content and will always be a consistent listener. So thanks again and have a great rest of your day. Again, this has been another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Ben Handel. Have a great rest of your day.